Well, I hope you've been keeping up um, with the last couple of messages. Today we're going to wrap it up um, talking about trials. So, um, so neat to see how our Sunday school lesson, the fellowship class, how those lessons have tied in so beautifully with, uh, with the messages that, that God has put on my heart to share with us. But just my way of, of um, review, if you have not uh, been here, or if you were not here last Sunday, I uh, just want to remind us that last week we talked about when we go through trials, of course, they, they come with purpose. There's a reason for them. And many times we don't understand why. We, you know, I've heard people say, well, we, we might not ever know this side of heaven what God was trying to do in and through our life. And, and, and maybe not. Maybe not. Um, but last week we, we looked and we saw where, where trials test our faith, the strength of our faith, where, where, where trials will humble us, where trials will wean us away from the world and how the world is pulling us towards the, that way instead of, of us listening to what God has to say. But if you have your Bible, I want to read some verses just to get us started here uh, this morning. In uh, James chapter 1, if you'll look there with me, James chapter 1. <clears throat> I want to read these three verses for us, verses 2 through 4. And we'll let this be the sounding board for us today as we look at some last four or five points here this morning. Scripture reads this way, I'm reading from the NIV. It says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Here, here's why we need to consider it joy. Verse 3, Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. The word of the Lord. Thank you, Father, for your word today. Now as we look into it a little closer, as we focus on the message today from your word, I pray that you would speak to our hearts, that you would show us in this concluding message on going through trials with purpose. I pray that you would show us that you would continue to remind us that trials do have a purpose. Speak to us now, we pray in your name. Amen. Do you remember, I don't see it very much anymore, but do you remember uh, when you'd be watching TV and a, and a bad sound would come on it, and eek, 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 whatever, I can't do that very well, but uh, it, it makes a noise and it, and it comes across as, it comes across emergency broadcast system. You see that? You, you know what I'm talking about? And it kind of interrupts the program. You're right in the middle of watching whatever you want, you, you know, we're into, and it interrupts the program just for a few seconds, maybe, maybe 30 seconds or so, and the, and the program would be out of, out of sight. You couldn't see it anymore. I, I began to think about that loud sound and, and that emergency broadcast system, and trials came to my mind. Now, I say that to say this. Because a trial is when the ordinary programming of our life gets interrupted. 
And can I remind us that it's just an interruption? That doesn't mean that, that, doesn't mean that God is no longer there. God is there in that trial, in that time of testing, in those difficult times. Won't you agree with that, church? Won't you agree that God is there with us in all that we go through? How do we get through it if he's not with us? I look around this congregation this morning, I see people who've lost loved ones, who've lost children, grandchildren, moms, dads, and, and the like. And you didn't get through those things on your own. God got you through those difficult times. So when trials come our way, you have some blanks to fill in. Let's fill them in right quick here this morning. Trials come our way. They will cause us to imagine our eternal home. Now, I don't know about you, but when I think about trials, when I'm going through a difficult time, it, it, it increases my anticipation for what's beyond that trial, what's later on down the road, where my eternal home is going to be. You see, trials create disinterest in the things of the world, but they also place within us that desire to be reunited with our loved ones. Won't that be a beautiful day when we're reunited with those that have gone on before us? Have you ever thought about that? Do you think about that? I'm sure you do. So see, if we have truly, get this key word there, truly, if we have truly invested our time, talents, and money in the things that are eternal, then nothing ought to tie us down to the things that, not, that are not eternal, the things of this world. Well, let's look at Scripture right quick. Romans chapter number 8. Romans chapter 8. <clears throat> Flip there with me, if you will. Romans chapter 8, verse 16 says this. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God, and get this, and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. Verse 18, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed to us, the creation of waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. Over in verse 23, not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we are saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what we already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. Then flip over uh, to 1 Corinthians, if you will. 1 Corinthians. Actually, 2 Corinthians. Chapter number 4. Find verse 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away Yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So listen to verse 18. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. 
What is Paul saying? Look, set our affection, set our minds on things that are above. They help us long for heaven. Something else trials will do, they will reveal what we really love. What we really love. Think back to Abraham. Two Sundays ago, I read that text in Genesis chapter 22 about Abraham. Go back and think with me about him. And, and apart from God, apart from God, nothing could have been more important, could have been more dear to his heart than who? His son Isaac. His son Isaac. But what was the test? Remember we talked two Sundays ago. The test was to see if Abraham loved God more than he loved his very own son. And guess what? Abraham passed the test with flying colors, did he not? He sure did. He passed it with flying colors. Trial, a trials test our love for God and how we react to those trials. For example... If we, if we truly love God, all right, let's, let's, let's assume every one of us here today are truly in love with God. What will we do in those trials? Will we complain? Will we bellyache? No. The Scripture says that we will give thanks to God for what He is accomplishing through that trial. But if we love ourselves more than we love God... What will happen? We'll find ourselves questioning God. God, do I really have to go through this? God, does this really happen to happen to me? And many times when we're in that attitude, when we're in that frame of mind, we become upset, we become bitter. So as I thought about that, it makes sense to me, and I hope it does to you this morning, that if there's anything in our life, anything in your life, anything in my life dearer to us, more important to us than God, then God has got to get our, our attention and get whatever it is out of our life so that our focus will be where? On Him. So in the case of Abraham, we saw who he loved more. He loved God more than his very own son. Number six there on your handout, in going through trials, they will teach us to value God's blessings. To value God's blessings. Think about this with me, if you will. When, when we reason with the world, think, think about it. I know that's kind of strange right now, but just listen to me. When we reason with the world, the world, it, the world, teaches us exactly what the world wants us to know. Then that's, that's when we reason with the world. And let me ask this question. What is it that pushes us to value the pleasures of the world? Think about it now. What is it that pushes us to value the pleasures of the world? I got the answer for us. It's our senses. It's our feelings. Because what does the world tell us? The world tells us, just live it up. Have a good time. If it feels good, do it. Eat, drink, and be merry. Or someone said, eat, drink, and go to bed with Mary. <clears throat> yeah, it's just that's what the world's telling us, church. Is it not? Absolutely, it is. But what does faith tell us? What does faith tell us? Faith tells us to value 
God's word, to value, to what, what he's telling us, to obey it, to receive God's blessings. I can't think of a better example than Jesus. Can you? Let's think about it. The one who was blessed for being obedient. Now, let's see. Let me, let me explain that to us. Hebrews, find Hebrews there for me. Hebrews chapter 5, and listen to this. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7. Now, th this is the one who was blessed because he was obedient. During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with loud cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Although he was a son, he learned obedience from what he suffered. And once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation. Get this, for all who obey him. Philippians chapter number 2. Let me show you the conclusion of that, right, of, of Hebrews 5, 7. <clears throat> Here's the result of his obedience. We're talking about Jesus here, okay? Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Now, listen to what God the Father did. Verse 10, verse 9. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. Now, we won't be Jesus. We're not Jesus. We're not God. But notice what will happen when we are in tune with, with, with God, when we are being uh, obedient to him, and we value God's blessings. What a lesson to be learned. You know, Charles Stanley, I love Charles Stanley. Um, and I love listening to him preach. And I love his readings. But he said, and I'll never forget with obedience comes blessings. With obedience comes blessings. You know that song, the hymn, Trust and Obey? Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Well, that brings us to number seven. Trials will enable us to help others. Will enable us to help others. Think, think about this with me. Would you think that God would allow us to go through a trial for the sole purpose of making us stronger so that we can help and make someone else stronger? What do you think? I believe it. I believe it. Look at what Jesus said in Luke chapter 22, verse 31. It says this, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. Just Jesus speaking, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. Get this. And when you have turned back, Strengthen your brothers. Back to Hebrews again. Chapter 4, verse 13. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. 
For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Enable us to help others. Never forget, church, that we as God's children may be going through a trial in order to strengthen God to strengthen us so that we can help someone else. I'm convinced in my heart that my sister-in-law, Jeannie Hardy, many years ago uh, went, through, went through a terrible bout with cancer. And I'm convinced in my heart that God allowed, people get differences of opinions here, but God allowed, put her in that test, in that trial for a reason. Because it's unbelievable how many times Jeannie Hardy has had the opportunity to share her testimony of coming through that bout with cancer with other people who are going through the same thing. I'm convinced that God uses us to go through things to strengthen other people. Back to 2 Corinthians. Chapter 1. I read this in a lot at funerals, but I think it's encouraging for us today along the lines of helping others. Verse, uh, verse 3 and 4. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God, get this, of all comfort, who comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. That's beautiful. Comforting others. And lastly this morning, trials will produce endurance and strength. Will produce endurance and strength. Thomas Manton, don't know who this is, but I read a quote on him this week. And he said this, While all things are quiet and comfortable, we live by sense rather than faith. Get this. But the worth of a soldier is never known in times of peace. The worth of a soldier is never known in time of peace. As I read that, I couldn't help but think, church, that God wants to give us great strength as we go through trials. We need to be be stronger once we come out of that trial, and God wants us to be that way. And let's, let's always be reminded of this, that once we go through one trial, God strengthens us. He strengthens us to go through yet another trial and another and another. It's like lifting weights. You don't get strong overnight. You have to keep doing it. And when you get to being able to bench a certain amount, then you can bench a bigger amount and a bigger amount of weights. You see, we're faced with challenges, are we not? We're faced with them every single day. And, and if you haven't been faced with one, guess what? Hold on, because it's probably coming your way and or my way. But let's remember this as we go through these trials, that they have a purpose. I know what you're thinking. Preacher, I, I, want, I can't understand. I don't know. Why, why, why in the world did I go through such and such? 
I mean, I mean, I have an explanation of why my daddy died at 47 years old. No. I have an explanation for that. I really don't. I have an explanation for why people lose their children. I don't. I don't. But I know how to get through things like that. And you know how you get through difficult times. In Romans 8, 28, we'll close with this. What does it say? That God works together, works all things together for good, for good, for his good. For those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Pray with me. Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you for the message that you've given to us. And Lord God, now as we come to a close of this series of two or three messages on trials, God, remind us, remind us, oh God, that we will go through difficult times. But God, your son Jesus went through difficult times there in the Garden of Gethsemane where he prayed, our Savior, the Savior of the world prayed, if there be any other way, if there be any other way to save mankind, please do it. That was humanity. That was Jesus in the human flesh. So he experienced trials and testings and difficulties. Lord, we're not exempt from that. And every single one of us in this room today has been through a trial of some sort or maybe is going through one right now. Father, I pray for those people right now, God. I pray that they continue to lean on you, to trust in you. And thank you again for your word today. We pray in your name. Amen.